I'm going to entitle this series, The Prosperous Life or The Blessed Life. Amen. Now, how many of you know that John was the great apostle who Jesus appeared to on the Isle of Patmos? John was the aged, the ancient, the beloved of God that was very, very well respected by many, many of the disciples and many of the apostles. John knew what he was talking about. And I believe with all of my heart that we need to pay close attention to what an elder is saying, referring to 3 John, and we look at verse 1. Amen. 3 John, verse 1. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It says, the elder unto the well-beloved Gaius. Whom I love in the truth or in the word. Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. The Amplified says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in every way and that your body may keep well even as I know your soul keeps well and prospers. Notice with me now verse 3 and 4. He said, for I rejoiced greatly. I mean, when an elder is rejoicing, we need to find out what he's rejoicing about. When I, it's been my observation that elders just don't get excited over a lot of Mickey Mouse stuff. But elders get excited about something that has substance. He said, for I rejoiced greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth or the word that is in thee. Remember, Jesus said, thy word is truth. So when he says thy word is truth and truth is the word, they're basically synonymous terms. He says, I rejoice greatly when the brothers came and testified of the truth or the word that is in thee, even that as thou walkest in the truth or the word. Verse 4, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Now, as you and I walk in light of God's Word, we will prosper and we will be operating in good health. I believe beyond any shadow of a doubt that God's Word has everything that pertains to life and godliness. The Bible says that it's according to His divine power that He's given unto you and I, glory to God, all things that pertain to life and godliness. I believe with all my heart... That God is interested in your soul being prosperous. In your life being blessed. Amen. God's word has everything in it. We need to live a prosperous and a fulfilled life. Now last night as I was doing some studying, you know, I didn't want to just pull a definition out of somebody's book or a definition out of somebody, what somebody said about what prosperity is. So I looked up several scriptures in the Old Testament and some in the New Testament. I looked under the word prosper, I looked prosperity, and I looked prosperous. Now, think about this. Here's what the word prosper means. It means to advance. It means to make progress. It means to succeed. It means to be profitable. God doesn't have any problem with His children succeeding. Now, prosperity also means to act circumspectly, to act prudently, or to act wisely. 
Prosperity is not just in the arena of finances. When you are a prosperous man or woman living a prosperous life, you will walk circumspectly. You will live right. Thank you for those three weak amens. But you will live according to the standards of God's word. You will do what is right. You will live right, talk right, and speak right. And you will treat other people right. Including your wife. Including your husband. I know I'm preaching good now. I just heard an organ in the realm of the spirit. To live prosperously also means to have insight. What does that mean, insight? To where the world doesn't know what to do, but you know what to do. Why? Because you've got a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Him. You've got the spirit of knowing and the spirit of seeing on the inside of you. And there is nothing that you face in life that God will not give you the insight and the answer how to go through it, overcome it, and win in this life. So prosperity gets into the area of living right. It gets into the area of acting right and living wisely with insight. Prosperity also means to be happy. A man or a woman that's living a prosperous life walks around with joy. Blessed, happy, enviable is the man that doesn't walk in the seat of the scornful. Nor sits in the glory to God. Walks in the way of sinners and so on. A person that's prosperous has got the joy bells rolling in their life. A person that is prosperous walks in divine health and divine life. Prosperity, according to the Hebrew, also means to be good, to be pleasant, and to be agreeable. When you're walking in this prosperous life, you'll do good. You'll be pleasant to be around. You won't be a bummer going somewhere to bum out. But you'll be a person that's agreeable. A person that's awesome to be around. Everyone say prosperity. Prosperity. The word prosperity also means a good thing. It means benefit, welfare, bounty, or abundance. Prosperity also means completeness, soundness, and peace. So do you begin to see that prosperity includes finances, but it's so much more. Than walking in divine health and walking in the riches of his glory. Now, in 3 John 2, I looked this word up. In 3 John 2, it says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper. Now, what theologians have done is they've taken that word prosper in the Greek, which, by the way, means to grant a prosperous or expeditious journey, to lead by a direct and easy way. To grant a successful issue, to cause to prosper. And so theologians have boiled that word down just, well, it's just a greeting. You know, when John said, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. That doesn't include anything, but just have a good trip. Have a good journey. And so what religion has done is they diluted prosperity to a greeting. Now I like what my spiritual dad says, Brother Kenneth E. Hagin. 
I was rebuked for calling Pastor Kenneth Hagin Jr. Jr. I'll never do that again. <laughs> pastor Kenneth W. Hagin. He's my pastor, but Kenneth E. Hagin's my spiritual dad. I like... <laughs> Are you here? If you weren't here on Sunday night, that added a good 20 minutes to the service. A prosperous journey. We're all on a journey of life. Here's what Dad Hagen said. He said, I have a hard time understanding how anyone could have a good and prosperous journey if he didn't have the adequate provisions for the trip. If he was broke, lacking, and in poverty, and in want every step of the way. You try to to drive to Washington, D.C. without any money in your pocket, you won't make it. And you try to go through this journey called life broke, you know, busted and disgusted. It'll be hell on earth. God's not opposed to his children having things. He is opposed to things having his children. And so take it from John the beloved. He said, I wish my prayer is that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. In short The word prosperity means blessed. So heart of the bay, be blessed. Be blessed coming in and blessed going out. Be blessed in the city and be blessed in the field. Be blessed. That means be empowered to prosper. You see, faith begins where the will of God is known. And unless you know the will of God, you will never have the proper view of God. And if you don't have the proper view of God, you will not know how to believe God because you have no substance or foundation to stand on. Therefore, it will be impossible for you to prosper and walk in health as your soul prospers because your mind is not prospering. Quite frankly, there are a lot of Christians today that need their souls saved. You know, oftentimes the word how many souls were saved is kind of a loose terminology. And we don't want to get legalistic with it. But technically, when you got born again, your spirit was saved. Your spirit was translated out of darkness and brought into the kingdom of his dear son. But your soul, which is made up of your mind, your will, and your emotions are exactly the same the day after you got born again uh, as it was the day before. It's your responsibility to do something with your body. Your body's nuts. How do I know that? I got one to deal with just like you do. Your body's crazy. If you let your body do it, it'll eat the whole pecan pie. If you let your body do it, you go in and out after church and have three double-doubles. Why don't you just stop all that and get a six by six and get it over with? Your body's crazy. It'll want to do some of the same flaky things that it did before you're born again. That's why he said you need to present your body to God as a living sacrifice. Holy, acceptable unto him. And then he said, now don't be conformed to this world but be transformed or undergo a complete change. 
How do we do that? By the renewing of our mind. Not by the removal of our mind. But by the renewing of our mind. For exchanging our thoughts for his thoughts. That's, you ever thought about what James said? He said over there in James 1, he said, Receive with meekness. Meekness means with a teachable spirit. The engrafted word or the implanted truth that is able to save your souls. And James was writing to Christians. He was saying there's a bunch of you that need to get your souls saved. You need to get your minds renewed. And I serve a shepherd that restores our souls. I serve a shepherd that restored my soul, not through the healing of memories. Not by going back in time into my mother's womb and figuring out, you know, that pizza she ate and that's why I got so warped. Not by going back and remembering and calling back to my mind all the trauma that I went through. You see, when I became a new creation, old things passed away. And all things became brand new. Amen? Now it becomes our responsibility to work out our salvation on the inside of us to where it shows up on the outside. And God, whoo, glory. God didn't leave you alone in that because you got someone on the inside and he's working on the outside. That's why it's so important to get the truth on the inside so that it can show up on the outside. And that is prosperity. He said, Beloved, I wish, I pray above all things that you may prosper, that you may be in health. Now notice, even as or in direct proportion to your soul prospering. Amen. Faith begins where the will of God is known. I believe in prosperity. But I believe that prosperity is like a lot of other subjects. With prosperity, like the gifts of the Spirit, like prophecy, like healing, you know, whatever else, holiness, the fear of the Lord, you got to stay balanced. You got to stay in the middle of the road. See, on any Bible subject, there's two ditches. The one on the left could be excess and fanaticism. There are people that have gotten into the ditch with the subject of prosperity. Amen? I'm not going to say any names. I'll let you figure it out yourself. But then the people on the other side of the road in the other ditch are those that are so conservative and so afraid to get out of balance because of these flaky folks over here that they're off in a ditch. Friends, the will of God is to be in the centerpiece of God's will. Not flaky on the left. Not overly conservative on the right. But looking unto Jesus. Come on, somebody. And let him bring you to a place where your life is blessed. And where your life is prosperous. It's every area. For example, spiritual prosperity is to be born again. Spiritual prosperity is to be spirit-filled. You don't get much more prosperous than being spirit-filled and being able to communicate with a supernatural God supernaturally by praying out mysteries in other tongues. That's prosperity, brother. 
Spiritual prosperity is the ability to fellowship with your father. I didn't know anything about that growing up, did you? He was some sort of distant entity. Someone that was upset with me. Someone that was mad. I'd go into the church and I'd look at some of the saints and they looked bummed out. And I thought they were bummed out because I was sitting there. <laughs> but all oh, the ability to come into the Holy of Holies. All the ability to fellowship with your Father. That's awesome. Spiritual prosperity is being able to work with your Father in prayer. Think about this. Spiritual prosperity is to have answers for a world that's looking for them. There are people looking for answers. And they're looking for answers in wrong places. But you have the answer within. His name is Jesus. Spiritual prosperity is the ability to be led by the Holy Spirit in the marketplace and in life and in general, having the answers for people that are depressed, having the answers for people that are not saved. I submit to you today that being an effective witness, an ambassador for the King of Kings and Lord of Lords is prosperity. And then having a revelation of the Word. How many of you, since you've been born again, have received so much in the Word? I mean, it's like today, still, it's like, I'll look at some Word and I'll think, man, I've never seen that before. I never knew that before. And you just stand in amazement and you just have to go, wow, what a good God. What an awesome God. Revelation, illumination, the entrance of his word, bringing light into your soul. Let's raise our hands and thank him for it. Glory to God. Spiritual prosperity. Prosperity of the soul is having peace that passes all understanding. When the world is biting their nails and they don't know what to do, we know who to go to. It is the rock that's higher than I. No, it's not that we don't have trouble. No, it's not that we don't live in the same world. We're just not of it. <laughs> We're just not of it. Jimmy, you and I are of a different kingdom. We're from a different world. We live on a different system. It's called the word system, not the world system. The word system supersedes the world system. It brings you high and above the beggarly elements of this world. It is a law and it's of life in Christ Jesus. See, a person that's prosperous in his soul is in alignment with the perfect will of God. A person that is prosperous in their soul is stable in their emotions. They're not having highs and lows and highs and lows and highs and lows. No. They're stable. You see, wisdom and knowledge, the scripture says, shall be the stability of the time that you live in. 
the stability of the times in 2011, wisdom and knowledge are the keys to being stable in your life. Everyone say stability. And then physical prosperity is obvious. It's living in divine health. It's having protection. Amen. You know, the safest place in the world is in the will of God. I can remember years ago, Brenda and I were over in Seoul, Korea, when there were a lot of revolts and uh, rebellion taking place. And there was a lot of stones being thrown, a lot of weapons on the street. And the cab driver, quite frankly, he was driving us from Dr. Cho's church over to our hotel, and he was afraid, and he tried to let us off right in the middle of all that tumult. Brenda and I didn't start biting our nails. Why? Because we have prosperous souls. What did we do? We commanded him to take us to our hotel. Now, Mrs. Thomas didn't, didn't, Mrs. Thomas didn't raise no fools now. Now, I don't believe you ought to be a daredevil, but if you face the devil face to face, you don't back down and you don't back off. <laughs> the safest place in the world is in the will of God. That's the safest place. It's right in the will of God. Good friend of mine, Steve Hall, played hockey for the University of Minnesota. Lived in one of the finest neighborhoods in the suburbs of Minneapolis, Minnesota. And one night they made the accident of leaving their garage door open and some guy woke them up at gunpoint. He said, come on, we're going to the ATMs. And tried to put them in the trunk of the car. Now Steve Hall has a a, a, a fire, what do they call those things? Extinguisher. Fire extinguisher business. And he had a bunch of those in the, in the garage. He had a prosperous soul. He could hear from God. You've got to be able to hear from God in your midnight hour. You may not have time to call Pastor Nancy. <laughs> yeah. You may not have time to call Pastor Tom. You sure don't have time to get a hold of me. <laughs> but Brother Hall had a prosperous soul. He knew how to get a hold of heaven in his midnight hour. That's prosperity. The Lord spoke to him. Well, that guy had a gun on him and was trying to get him, he and his wife, in the trunk of the car. To empty out all these tellers. The Lord spoke to him and says, I'm going to give you one chance. Watch carefully and I'll show you when it is. The man tried to get him in the car and he tripped over a fire hydrant. A fire extinguisher. Tripped over a fire extinguisher. And Steve Hall, that hockey player, body checked him. And took that dude down. I'm telling you what, no weapon formed against you shall prosper in your midnight hour. Now notice, if you have a prosperous soul. If you're living right. If you're doing right. If you're walking circumspectly. But if you're living like the devil, you're over on his territory. And you can't expect protection. You can expect mercy. But once God pulls you out of those things, He wants you to get right under His wing and stay there. Financial prosperity is increase and abundance. 
Did you know that we would not be sitting in this auditorium today if we as a church did not believe in increase? We would not be able to to, uh, sustain this kind of ministry without an abundance mentality. You cannot live on a higher level of life financially if you have a victim mentality. Or if you have a beggar's mentality. Now I'm going to tell you something. We don't pressure people for money here. We put responsibility out and we teach stewardship, but we'll never pressure anybody for money. We are not beggars. Believers are not beggars. Believers are receivers and believers are believers. And my God's name is El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. He's a God of increase. When you are prosperous in your soul, you will be a tither. You will not be afraid to bring your best to God. When you have a prosperous soul, your bills will be paid and you will even get to the point of being debt free. Now to some of you, that seems like a dream. But keep dreaming. Keep calling the things that be not as though they were. Keep being faithful. Keep doing what you know to do. Keep honoring God and God will honor you. I prophesy there's coming a day where this church will be debt free. The members and the partners of this church will be debt free. And there will be so much increase in this house. Financial prosperity is to be successful in all endeavors. But it doesn't stop there, and that's not all it includes. We'd be in a ditch if that's all we ever talked about. But there is relational prosperity. Love in your home. To be married to the same woman for 35, 55, 60 years. Love in your home. A lot of these old goats... All fat and overweight, wearing gold chains, trying to get in Corvettes. They can't even get their belly in there. Talking about, I got a trade around on a new model. Have you looked in the mirror lately, sir? Love in the home. Devotion in your marriage. Obedient children. That's, that's prosperity. That's prosperity. I heard recently on the radio, and I saw it in some other posts, that there was a couple that were married for 72 years old. Think about that. 72 years. And they held hands all the time. Married as high school sweetheart. From Iowa. 72 years. Went on the road, unfortunately had a real bad car accident. Both in critical condition, in the IC unit, holding hands. They both died at the same time. But they were holding hands. 
at the funeral, they did a double casket, and guess what they were doing? That's prosperity, man. That's a witness. Relational prosperity is having good friends. And the Bible talks about a friend. A good friend is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. A good friend is a friend that when the whole world walks out, the good friend walks in. Prosperity. Everyone say prosperity. Prosperity. I want to go over, and I, I, I want to take my time in this series. Is that okay? Now, I'm not talking about, you know, preaching long today. I'm going to preach a while longer, whether you like it or not. But I think sometimes we, 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 don't, we don't go over the word enough in this area. I, I know that I've sort of kind of skirted it a little bit in the last few years because of all the excess. But the Lord's bringing me up. And the Lord wants our people in this church to have a good, solid dose of teaching on a prosperous, blessed life. Folks, we need it. I need it. You need it. We all need it. So look at Psalm 112. And here's the the profile now of a prosperous man or a prosperous life. Psalm 112. Praise ye the Lord. Blessed, which literally means happy to be envied and empowered to prosper. Blessed is the man that fears the Lord and that delights greatly in his what? In the truth, in his word. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. Now, I've got a word for those of you that are battling some battles with your seed. Don't give up. If you've been fearing the Lord and you've been delighting greatly in the commandments of the Lord, your seed sooner or later is going to come in and they're going to be mighty on the earth. Says the generation of the upright shall be what? Upright, circumspect. The generation of those that are prosperous shall be empowered to prosper. Verse 3. Read this with me if you would. Wealth and riches shall be in his house. Not nickels and dimes. Wealth and riches shall be in his house and his righteousness endures forever. Glory to God. The root word there for riches is savings. I believe that every born again believer ought to have a savings account. But man, I, I, I'm going to say that again. I believe that we all ought to have a savings account. And if you don't put nothing but a nickel in there every week, put it in there. And believe God for increase. Now it says in verse 4 and verse 5 and 6, Unto the upright there rises light in the darkness. He's gracious and full of compassion. A good man shows favor. He lends. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Surely he shall not be moved forever, but the righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance. 
Now go back to verse 1. And I want to I want to talk about that just for a few moments today. It says, blessed is the man that fears the Lord. Now there is something about prospering and having a prosperous life and fearing the Lord and having wisdom that is connected. There are so many Christians today by the millions that have no reverential fear of the Lord. There are so many Christians today that go through their lives just doing their own thing without even a thought of whether or not God would have them do something else. This connection between a prosperous life and the fear of the Lord must be something that we realize. Look at Isaiah chapter 11. Verse 1 and 2. There is an anointing. There is a burden removing, yoke destroying power available where your finances are concerned. Pastor Tom and Pastor Kimberly experienced... I think about a $100,000 gift and forgiveness on a debt they owed. I would say that's the anointing. I would say that's burden removing, yoke destroying power, working on the behalf of the Hernandezes. And I'll tell you one thing about the Hernandezes is they fear the Lord. They delight greatly in his commandments. But friends, guess what? The goodness of God and the power of God and the anointing that worked for them is no respecter of persons. Notice with me in Isaiah 11 verse 1 and 2. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse... And a branch shall grow out of its rods. Verse 2. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. I believe that the same Spirit that rests upon Jesus rests upon us. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding, insight, prosperity. The Spirit of counsel and the Spirit of might. The Spirit of the knowledge. Now notice... And of what? And of what? In other words, the spirit of might, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of the fear of the Lord is going to come upon Jesus in such a way that it will anoint him to remove burdens and to destroy yokes. And the same spirit that was upon him came upon you And came into you when you were born again and spirit filled. But I want you to connect this burden removing, yoke destroying power with the fear of the Lord. The Bible says that the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. It's to hate pride. It's to hate arrogancy. And it's to hate every evil way. When I 
and you, when we fear the Lord, and it becomes real to us, it will give us the ability and we will have the audacity to obey Him. When a person really reverences Him, it's not a question of what I want or what my wife wants, but what does He want? It is a question of seeking first the kingdom of God. His way of being and doing right. And then he said that all these other things are going to be added unto you. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Look at Psalm 34, verses 8 through 10. Everyone say the prosperous life is a life that fears the Lord, that reverences Him and does His will. You know Abraham feared God. It was a reverential fear of God. Interesting thing about Abraham is he didn't have any sons to choose from when God said, offer your only son. God said, I want the first. God wants the very best that you have. The very best of your time. The best of your energy. The best of your finances. He feared him. He reverenced him. And he had the audacity, audacity to obey him. And because he obeyed him, glory to God, the descendants of Abraham are innumerable today. Psalm 34, verse 8 through 10. Ready, read. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. Did you see that? Read verse 10 now. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger. But they that seek the Lord, they that fear the Lord, shall not want any good thing. Oh, Jesus. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. You see, when you fear the Lord, you don't have to try to overcome sin. Right? When you fear Him, you just respect Him. I mean, just like the barefooted priest would take off their shoes before they'd go into the Holy of Holies. You and I are a kingdom of priests. And that barefoot represents walking softly before God. And respecting Him so much that we would not want to do anything to take us out of His plan for our life. And there are benefits for fearing God. Psalm 34, verse 7, it says, The angel of the Lord encamps around about them that what? Listen, man, you got angelic assistance. That's prosperity. That's prosperity. You don't know the times that the angels of the Lord encamped around about you and protected you. 
I think when we get to heaven, we're going to see some videos. They may not call it videos in heaven. They may call it DVDs, but whatever the case, I believe we're going to see something about how many times that the enemy came against us one way, but all the angel of the Lord camped around about us and he fleed before us seven ways. There are things that you're not even aware of that you've been protected from. Did you know that? Oh yeah, we're all aware of some things that God has protected us from, but there are some hidden things that God didn't even want you to know about. And he was just so good to you that he sent his angel and prospered you in the way and encamped around about you and protected you and your kinfolk. I believe with all my heart that you can loose angels around your seed. That the Bible says will inherit the earth. Yeah, that's right. That even though right now they're not living right. Because, you, because you're in covenant with a covenant keeping God. And you fear him so much. He says ask what you will. And it shall be done unto you. That's prosperity. I loose the angels all around my loved ones. Hallelujah. That's prosperity. Proverbs 10, verse 27. Let's look at that. This just went a whole different way than the early service did, but that's the benefit and the privilege I get for getting warmed up. I mean, there's good food in both services, but this is special. In Proverbs 10, verse 27, notice with me. The fear of the Lord, what does it do? prolongeth days. Is that prosperity? Notice it's connected to the fear of the Lord. But the years of the wicked shall be shortened. Well, that ain't us. Another scripture says, the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life and it will enable you to depart from the snares of death. Turn quickly to Proverbs 22 and verse 4. Proverbs 22 and verse 4. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord. Empowered to prosper. You want to have a prosperous life? Get out of the Mickey Mouse lowlands of doing your own thing. Yeah, but Pastor Mark, this is America. Yeah, but you are not of America. You are of a kingdom from another land. Now notice with me. In uh, Proverbs 22, verse 4, let's read that now. It says, by humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. That's prosperity. And it's connected with the fear of the Lord. Then turn to me to Isaiah 33, verse 6. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The prosperous life. I declare that this is the most prosperous church on Hesperian Boulevard. I declare this is the most prosperous church in Hayward. Hallelujah. You know what that means? If we're going to be the most prosperous church, you must be the most prosperous people. 
Yeah, but I don't have a nickel. I don't have a dime. I'm not asking you what you have. I'm not asking you what you don't have. I want you to look into the Word of God and what you do have. And if you'll get more occupied on what you do have, it won't be long before you have it on the outside. Isaiah 33 in verse 6. Or is it verse 3? Yeah, it's verse 6. And wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times and the strength of salvation, the fear. Oh, glory. I want you to get this in closing. The fear of the Lord is your treasure. There's treasures of wisdom and knowledge. There are things that God has laid up for you. And me. Now some of you aren't convinced yet. Well, you better turn over to Proverbs then. I'm going to wait till you get good and convinced. Better turn over to Proverbs. All right. Verse chapter 4, Proverbs 4, verses 4 through 7. Proverbs 4, verse 4 through 7. He taught me also and said unto me, let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments, and you live. Get wisdom. So here's wisdom and the fear of the Lord. Get understanding. Don't forget it. Don't decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not. She shall preserve thee. Love wisdom and she shall keep thee. Verse 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore get wisdom and with all thy getting get understanding. We're talking about the fear of the Lord and insight and wisdom being major keys to the prosperous life. Now in closing, turn quickly to Proverbs chapter 3. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. You see, it's the reverent and worshipful fear of the Lord, the hatred of evil that brings you into a place of being prosperous. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 13, it says, Happy to be envied. Prosperous is the man that finds wisdom and that gets understanding. The merchandise of wisdom is better than the merchandise of silver. And the gain thereof than fine gold, she's more precious than rubies. And all things that you can desire are not to be compared to her. Length of days is in her right hand and in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all of her paths are peaceful. She is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her, and happy is every one that retains her. So what have we said this morning in closing? We've said that God wants you to prosper and walk in divine health as your mind is renewed. We discovered that prosperity is spiritual, soul, body, physically, relationally, financially, and even socially. And we discovered that the fear of the Lord is essential to prospering in your life. Do you receive the word today? Let's all stand up and thank him for it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Raise your right hand with me and say it with me real strong. Heavenly Father, I receive with meekness the engrafted word that my pastor preached on. I have a strong desire to have a prosperous soul. I receive your word as light 
into my life. I am a blessed man, for I reverence and I fear you. This week, all week long, I will get delighted in your commandments. I proclaim that my body is strong, my soul is strong, my marriage is strong, my relationships are strong. I will observe all week long to do the word, to meditate the word, and act on the word, and then I will make my way prosperous. And I and those around me shall flow and operate in good success. The angels of the Lord are encamped around about me. I loose the ministering angels to go protect my seed and cause good things to come my way. In the name of Jesus, I believe it, I receive it, and I rejoice about it. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Good things are coming my way today. I didn't say that out of my head. I said that right out of my spirit. Good things are happening to me all week long. Good and great things are happening to me today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll no longer talk about how big the problems are. But I will talk to my problems about how big my God is. (laughs) He's a mighty big God, you know. He's a mighty big God. And he brought us a mighty long way, amen. And he's taken us all the way to the finish line. Good things are happening to you today, Tony. I, I just sense this in my spirit. I just sense there are some good things that are on the way. You've been believing. And at one time they were this far. But good things are coming your way. Ando sheka la basa kalite, hakala bo sheka la boshe le manda. I mean, for some of you, it's just it's just right there. It's just right there. <laughs> it's just right in front of you. Glory to God. Woo! Hallelujah! It's just right in front of you. Open your eyes. Walk into your new season. Woo. Good things are coming my way. 
You haven't been able to see it yet. You've seen it in your spirit. But it's just like the good things are just turning the corner. You're on the other side. Whoa, it's right there. Let's praise Him right now. Oh, good things are on the way. Great and glorious things are coming to me today. Oh, how great is thy goodness, which you have laid up for them that fear you. (laughs) Oh, how great is thy goodness. So keep walking in the word. Keep walking in the truth. Keep walking. That's what the Lord is saying. And your steps will take you right into your wealthy place. Your steps have been and are being ordained and ordered by me, says the Lord. Avoid the distractions. Keep your eyes on me. For there are good things in store. And for some of you, ere this month ends, it shall be a manifestation for you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 It's right here. It's right here. It's right there in front of you, man. Right there in front of you to where you can almost... Take your physical hand and just reach it. You know what? I believe I receive that. Hallelujah. Let's everybody shout a couple times before we go home and thank him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Glory to God. Well, one thing I know for sure that my God is a good God. Yes, he is.